the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, and you should, I want to invite your attention to 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning at verse number 1. We're going to continue our series of messages entitled, Let There Be Faith in God. The word of the Lord reads as follows. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all of your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons and brought the vessels, uh, her sons brought the vessels to her. And she poured it out. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. And so the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Amen. Would you pray with me for just a moment, Father in heaven, we praise you for this day and for this opportunity and privilege to declare your word. I'm praying even now, God, that you would strengthen my physical body and, Lord, allow my mind to be clear in thought process, allow my tongue, God, to move and to be clear in articulation of all that you would have for me to say on this day. God, glorify yourself in this time and save someone who's lost and drifting. Draw them back to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your word would accomplish what you desire. Someone came in, God, burdened today. Someone just needs to hear that you still love them and you care. Speak a word, God, into their life that they would know it was not by accident or incident that you sent this word for them. But, God, I pray that you would speak loudly into their spirit. Arrest their heart for you today, God. And I pray that they would leave encouraged thereby because they heard a word from heaven. Father, do what you do best. Declare yourself amongst your people and raise up your name even in the midst of this preaching opportunity. We will give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for you all alone are worthy of it all. Thank you, God, in advance for what you're getting ready to do. In Jesus' name, amen. 
This journey through this series, Let There Be Faith in God, began in Luke chapter 8, where we spoke from the subject matter, beginning, faith to be made well, as we looked at the woman with the issue of blood. And we also came back in part two in Luke chapter 8, and we talked about fatality faith as we saw uh, Jesus on his way to heal the uh, ruler of the synagogue's daughter, and he there raised her up from the dead where she was just about on the edge, if you will, of death, and that fatality faith kicked in, that he believed God, and she was raised from her dead place. Part three found us in Hebrews chapter 11, where we spoke from the subject matter, faith is, and we identified from Hebrews exactly what faith is, and I believe that the only way we can put faith to work is we have to know what it is, and when we know what it is, we can put it to work for us. Last week when we were together, we were in Matthew chapter 14, and we spoke from the idea of big faith. And we found out that big faith, as opposed to little faith, which is what Jesus chastised Peter for when he walked on the water and then began to sink. He says, oh, you of little faith. And so we wanted to identify what big faith would be. And so we found that big faith faces your fears. You've got to face your fears head on. With big faith, you're able to do that. Big faith allows you to, or is necessity, to follow the command of the Lord. If you're going to exercise big faith, you've got to do exactly what God says. If God says, come, you better keep coming. Amen. And that's what he asked Peter to do. And it wasn't until Peter stopped coming and he looked around him that he began to sink. And finally, faith, a big faith, finishes the journey without doubting. You can't doubt what God said he's going to do. Big faith is faith that goes all the way to the end without doubting a word of what God said. And so on this morning, as we look here in the fifth part of the series, we find ourselves in the midst of a story that is reminiscent of so many of our lives at some point in time. There's this woman here in our text who's a widow. She has two sons. Her husband has died. They're left in debt and the debt collector is coming to collect her sons. And though that may sound cruel, it may sound unusual, according to Levitical law, it was was okay. It was justifiable, according to the laws of Leviticus chapter 25, that if you owed somebody debt, that they could actually take your children or take you and bring you into slavery and indebtedness until you paid off the debt that you owed. And so this woman is in this very tight spot. She's in a quandary. She's in a situation where she can't see how things are going to work out. She can't see what the end's going to be. She's kind of blinded by her circumstances. And all of us, if not there today, have been in a place where you just didn't know how it was going to turn out. In fact, you didn't know how you were going to make it. But yet, it was of necessity for you to have faith in God, and you're here today because God brought you through that impossible scenario. And so this lady is in this position and goes to him and tells him all her story, but Elijah asks her a question. He says to her, what's in the house? And the lady answers uh, Elijah by saying, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject matter, nothing but. Because sometimes all you have is nothing but. The lady said, I've got nothing but a jar of oil. 
And sometimes, I'm not trying to help somebody here today, sometimes that nothing but is all you need to bring you out of your situation. Are y'all still here with me this morning? As I dig into this text, I realize that um, oftentimes when we get down to nothing but, in other words, when we can't figure it out, we can't, we can't work it out, we don't have the resources, we don't have the means, and we have nothing but, oftentimes when we get there to that place, that's the place when our faith really goes down, and we kind of almost are ready to throw in the towel and give up because we say we look at what we have versus what situation we're facing, and what we have is not sufficient for the situation that we're dealing with. Lord, help us right here. And so, if we delve into this thing, we'll grow a little bit and maybe understand that nothing but is, is good enough if you've got faith in God. Are y'all still here? First of all, I think the first thing we need to do, and we see it in the text, we need to identify your nothing but. This woman has come to Elijah here, a certain woman. What I like about that is that the text does not give her name, doesn't give where she's from. It just says a certain woman. You know what I like about that in Scripture when God doesn't give a specific? It allows you and I to attach ourselves to that passage. Amen? I mean, it could be anybody. It could be you. It could be one of these certain women in the church this morning. It could be one of these certain men in the congregation this morning. It could be one of these certain people listening by a live stream. But a certain woman is in a situation where her husband has died and he left her in a position with their two children where the debt could not be paid. And so as they are kind of wrestling through that, and she tells Elijah her story that her husband is dead. And, and my husband was faithful, Elijah. You know he was a faithful a prophet. He was a prophet of God. He was faithful. He wasn't lazy because I need to point that out because some people are in their quandary, not because, because of uncontrollable circumstances, but some people are in a nothing but situation because they just lazy. Can I just be honest with her this morning? S- some people in a position where they can't pay their bill, they got debt collectors coming and the debt collectors are going to take what they have, not because they are happened upon a circumstance, but because they just lazy. Some lazy folk just want somebody else to pay their bills. I'm just going to be honest. I'm sorry. Y'all look at me funny if you want to. Some people just, you know, sitting around and, and they, they, they've gotten to the place where they, they won't take the job that's being offered to them. Help me, Lord. I, I can't work for that. Right now you're making nothing. Hello. Um, but and then and then they get to the place when Verizon calls and Pepco calls and WSCC WSC calls and, and and when the mortgage company calls and they say we're about to take what you have, then they come and call the church and say, "Can you help a brother out? Can you help a sister out? Well, why are you in the situation that you're in? Because your situation will help you understand what your nothing but is." Lord, have mercy. So for some folks, you got nothing but laziness, and that's not going to help you in this text. So, but, but this woman, I'm going to get there, y'all. This woman in the text, she's there because of uncontrollable circumstances. Her husband has died, and, 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 and she's got these two children, and, and the debt collectors are coming. They're on their way to take her two children, and, and, and so she, she, needs to, she needs some help. So she goes to Elijah, and Elijah asks her, first of all, what do you want me to do? Now watch this. Elijah literally is not saying, what do you want me to do? He's asking, what do you want the Lord to do? But what I like about the text is Elijah doesn't wait for her answer. Lord, help us here. Elijah comes back with a second question. He says, what do you have in your house? You know what I like about that? What I've learned in life and what I've learned in ministry, oftentimes we're looking for something outside and God is saying, I've already put it in your house. 
Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> what, what's, what's in your house is already sufficient enough. We, we may have devalued it. We may have not understood how it could bless us, how it could satisfy the situation. But sometimes you and I just need to ask, we need to ask that question, what's in the house? You're dealing with a bad marriage and you, you're looking for something outside. And God's saying, I already blessed you with what you need. It's in the house. Lord, help me right here. And, and you, you're looking at your, your, your ministry and you're saying, all I got is, is I got nothing but. And God's saying, I'm going to work with the nothing but. If you just let me, Lord, help us. If you just let me, I, I'll deal with your nothing but. And you, you're looking at your no, nothing but and saying, that ain't enough. That ain't sufficient. But God is asking the question, what do you have in the house? On your job, I ain't got nothing but, but what, what do you have in the house? Answer that question. And, and so he asked her the question, what do you have in the house? And it helps her to, watch this, to identify what her nothing but is. And so she says to Elijah, Elijah, I've got nothing but a jar of oil. And I love this because what Elijah doesn't, he doesn't freak out. He didn't go, what? That's all you got? She, she don't have no milk. She ain't got no bread. She ain't got no crackers. She ain't got no cream of wheat. She ain't got no, no you know, you all, everybody got a can of soup somewhere. She don't have a can of soup. She ain't got nothing. All she has, her nothing but is a jar of oil. She, that's all she has is a jar of oil. And with that jar of oil, she says, all I have, I've got nothing but a jar of oil. What's your nothing but? Lord, for your situation, what you, you looked at it and you've degraded it and you've de- de- demised it and you've minimized it. And you said, I've got nothing but, but I stop out to let you know, God specializes in using nothing but. Y'all remember Moses when he was leading the children of Israel and they've come out of Egypt and they're on their way to the promised land. They get uh, so far down the road and then the Egyptians change their minds and they decide we're going to go after them after all. And they're coming up behind the Israelites and they get to the Red Sea and they've got the Red Sea in front of them and they got mountains on either side and Moses kind of looks up toward God and said, God, what am I going to do? And God says, tell me what your nothing but is. And Moses says, and that says, God, I ain't got nothing but this rod in my hand. And God says, well, raise up the rod, Moses, and open up the sea with what you got. Lord, help me right here. And I, I need us to grab a hold of this because God does some awesome things with our are nothing but Jeremiah I knew you before you knew yourself I, I knew you were in the moon and, and Jeremiah I've called you to be a prophet to the nations Jeremiah what you got I ain't got nothing Lord all I got is a youthful tongue and I can't use what I got to do what you calling me to do and God says oh yeah Jeremiah you use that tongue of youth and you go and you gonna speak to the nations with that what you got I'm gonna I'm use what you got and I'm gonna speak to the nations uh, David uh, you're out here facing Goliath, and it seems like an unwinnable situation. What, David, what do you got? David said, I ain't got nothing but a slingshot and five smooth stones. David, use your slingshot and use your five smooth stones, and, and I'm going to bring victory out of just what you have. All I need is your nothing but. If you've got nothing but and faith in God, that's all you need. Y'all still here with me? And so he says, okay, look, we, we got to, first of all, identify what our nothing but is. I've got nothing but this, this lawnmower. I don't have no job. I ain't got no money 
They talk about taking my house. They talk about taking my kids. They talk about you taking everything I got. I got nothing but a lawnmower. Well, take the lawnmower and start cutting somebody's grass. Lord, help us today. I, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. All I got is a, all I got is a high school education. All, all I got is a 10th grade education. Well, start using what you got. That, that's your nothing but you got to identify what it is. But then after he identifies what it is, he tells her to take your nothing but and pour it out. This, this is the next few verses. Watch this. He says, uh, then he said to her, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all over the all over to all your neighbors, go to all your neighbors. And, 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 and what I want you to do is I want you to borrow empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set the full ones aside. Now, um, watch this. If you don't pour the oil, you just got nothing but a jar of oil. Y'all still here? But Elijah says, I need you to exercise some nothing but faith. So you and your sons go and borrow some vessels. So I'm, I'm going to use uh, Pastor Pew and uh, Minister Camper to be my sons this morning. And so I'm going to say, sons, we, we need to go borrow some vessels. Y'all still here with me? And so I want y'all to borrow some empty vessels. Don't, don't, don't borrow vessels that have anything in it. I need you to borrow some empty vessels and go to all the neighbors and get as many empty vessels as you can. And, and, get, and what I like about the text is Elijah says to this woman, don't just borrow a few. Watch this. Because the number of vessels that she gets, is connected to how much faith she has in what God can do. Stay here with me. Because I, I believe if he had just said, just go borrow some vessels, maybe she would have came back with two vessels. But what he does, he provokes her faith to grow beyond what it normally would be. Lord, help me here. In other words, sometimes, every now and then, you need somebody to help you push your expectation of God beyond what you have. And so every now and then, you need somebody to tell you that God's getting ready to do something that's bigger than you thought he could do. I need you, I need you to borrow some vessels. And so they borrowed these vessels, but this ain't enough vessels because my, my God is bigger than this number of vessels. And so, uh, sons, I need y'all to go get some more vessels. I, I need you to get not just a few. And as we, as we have these vessels, I want you to spread them out because we're going to pour the oil. Lord, help us today. My son's a little slow. They walking like this is going to be a two-hour sermon. This is a I'm trying to get this done in 40, 35, 40 minutes. Yeah bring, can, yeah, bring some more neighbor. See, my neighbor got some more vessels, some more empty vessels. Uh, Anthony, can you be another son? I need a third son because my two sons. Because the creditors are coming and get them, and I'm kind of thinking I might let the creditors have them. They're moving so slow this morning. <laughs> and what I want you to imagine with me for just a moment, I want you to step in with me into the life of this woman, this certain woman. And now 
she and her sons have gathered these vessels because all of this takes faith. Watch this. Because first of all, all I've got, I got nothing but a jar of oil. Elijah said, go to your neighbors and borrow empty vessels, but not just a few. Gather a lot. Now watch this. It takes a lot of faith for her. Watch this. To go do this and send her sons out to her neighbors because the neighbors are nosy neighbors. Y'all do know that. And the neighbors know that her, she was married to a prophet and her husband died. And, and you know she owe everybody. It takes faith to go tell your sons, go borrow vessels from the neighbors. And so they go out and they borrow vessels from the neighbors. And then when they go out and borrow vessels from the neighbors, then they come back. In, watch this, and they, I want you to walk with me with this lady. They come back in, and now we got all these vessels in the house. And Elijah says, once you have gathered all the vessels, I need you to close the door. Pastor, why are we closing the door? Because there's some nosy people out there that's going to mess up the blessing when I start doing what God said do. I ain't got nothing but a jar of oil. And the man of God said, start pouring your oil in the vessels. Now, I got a whole lot of vessels up here. And if I left the door open, some smart, intelligent person is going to say, what you doing? And I say, I'm, I'm pouring this oil into all these vessels. And they, they'll say, let me see that. And they say, that's just one pint. And they say, if you pour that oil into this one vessel, you're not even going to fill up that vessel because that one pint fits inside of that vessel. And so academically, I don't know what you're trying to do. That's why you got to close the door. And he says, now that you close the door, you and your sons close the door. Then he says, pour the oil. Lord, have mercy. Pour the oil into all the vessels. Now, it takes faith, uh, Lord, for this woman to start pouring this oil because she intellectually knows that ain't no way in the world I'm going to fill up all these vessels with this one pint of oil. But it takes faith, and so she starts doing what the man of God said do. God said, pour the oil, and so she takes her nothing but, and she starts pouring the oil, and the vessels fill up. And she keeps pouring, and she keeps pouring, and she keeps pouring, and she keeps pouring, and the vessels keep filling up. And all she got is nothing but, all she got is her nothing but, but she's pouring her nothing but into all the vessels, and the vessels are filling up, and the vessels are filling up, and the vessels are filling up. All I got is this little job. I'm going to pour out this little job into all the vessels that I've collected. All I got is two fish and five loaves of bread. Lord, have mercy. Well, pour out the fish and pour out the loaves of bread. It ain't going to do you no good staying with the little boy. Just keep pouring it out and pour it out and pour it out and pour it out. Pastor, all I got, all I got, Pastor, is this, this little paycheck where you pour out that paycheck. You pour out that wisdom you got. Pastor, all I got is this voice of mine where you start pouring that voice out to the glory of God. All I got is a preaching ministry. Pour out that preaching ministry. Pour out that serving ministry. Pour out whatever it is, God has given to you pour it out pour it out pour it out 
And the Bible says she got to the last one. And she said, son, bring me another vessel. And Larry said, ain't no more vessels. And the Bible said, then the oil ceased. Let me help you here. When you use your nothing but, God will fill up enough vessels to take care of everything you need. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.